What's up, guys? Welcome back to Joy in the Middle. I'm your host, Cell, and thank you so much for coming back and listening to my podcast, you guys. It seriously means so much to me. So many of you have reached out to me, and it really means a lot. I'm just so happy that God could use somebody like me and that we can just all kind of learn together because ultimately this podcast truly does help me too you guys like i'm on the same journey as you guys i'm no better than anybody um doing the research and notes and studying that i do for these podcasts you know has been also helping me get closer with god so i appreciate you guys for supporting me and wanting to listen every week i'm sorry i didn't make an episode last week um my best friend was in town and so i didn't really have the time but i'm really excited to be back this week Um, We're going to be talking about sin and grace. Um, This is actually a two-part episode, um, so I will be posting um, part two next week. Um, But today, we are going to be talking about, you know, sin and grace and what that looks like in our lives, um, you know, how the devil tempts us, um, just kind of what that looks like with how we can, you know, battle that on a daily basis, because obviously we all sin, we all know that. Um, But I feel like there's like a stigma when it comes to like hearing the word sin, like, you know, everyone gets scared or, you know, it makes people feel some type of way because none of us like want to be called out for our sin, obviously. And so um, I wanted to share um, something with you guys called um, sin conscious. So I actually just learned this term recently and it's pretty much just talking about how when we're focusing on um, not sinning and focusing too much on, you know, sin and how we can not sin and always thinking in your head like, oh, how do I not sin? Like, I don't want to sin. I don't want to do this. And you're just kind of thinking about the sins that you, you know, that you do struggle with. And it's just constantly like in your conscious, like thinking about the sin. And to be honest with you, that itself is like, so overwhelming like that's not something that god like wants us to do um to be honest with you focusing on you know the sin consciousness can actually make you i think sin a little bit more because you're you know you're freaking out about it it's always in your head and um you're just focusing on that and so that's definitely not something that i want any of us to do um i've actually been struggling with this myself um with, you know, we all have our own sins in our lives, but I have my own sins. And so um, when I learned of that term recently, I was like, wow, like that's so good because I have been thinking about it lately. And, you know, the devil's been getting in my head, making me feel like, like I'm such a sinner and like God doesn't love me and God's not going to be able to use me and all this stuff. And I think a lot about my sin of like, oh, I don't want to sin. I don't want to do this. Like I, I think too deep into it. And so when I learned that term, I was like, wow, like that's so relatable And so I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, I do have a a lot of scripture today for you guys. I'm really excited to share it. So I wanted to talk about the three types of sin. Um, And this goes back. um, I'm going to read 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 15. But then I'm also going to go back to Genesis as well, just to compare um, kind of like where the devil was back then and how he tempted Adam and Eve versus how he tempted Jesus versus how he's tempting us today. 
And so um, if you guys want to start taking notes with this episode, it's so good. Or if you just want to listen and then maybe go back and take notes, um, I will make sure to post in the um, description section for this episode. Um, Like I usually do, I'll post um, all the verses that I talked about so that you guys can go back. I know some people um, listen to the podcast while they're driving. Um, Some people might actually be sitting down and able to take notes. Um, But if you're not able to take notes while you're listening today, um, I will make sure to post all the verses in the description so that you guys can go back whenever you need to so going back i want to read first john chapter 2 verses 15 it says do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them for everything in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world the world and its desires pass away but whoever does The will of God lives forever. So I wanted to talk about the three types of sin that is mentioned um, in these verses. And it's the lust of the flesh, which, you know, it feels good. The lust of the eyes, it looks good. And then the pride of life makes you look good. And obviously we all sin. Um, I think every sin can ultimately fall into these three categories Um, And that's exactly how the devil tempted Adam and Eve in Genesis. And, um, you know, just thinking about that, guys, like the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Like we see that every day, you guys, like the fact that in first John chapter two, it's saying do not love the world or anything in the world. You know, when I read that, it makes me think of like. You know, what has this world, I guess, made like so big? Like what are things that are that people are you know, that love and makes them, you know, makes them feel good or makes stuff look good or, you know, makes them look good. Those are all the three different um, types of sin. And we see that every day. I mean, I could just like name a handful of things. And mind you, like, I'm guilty in this too. Like, nah, I'm not like pointing fingers. I find myself caught in this too of, you know, materialistic things of, you know, like a Louis Vuitton purse or a big house, a Tesla, like, All of these things that, you know, money can buy, which I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, having those things. Um, I think it just kind of goes back to, I guess, how much does it mean to you? Because obviously we could be obsessed with, you know, wanting Louis Vuitton, wanting a Tesla, like wanting these materialistic things that, you know, make us look good, like wanting to, you know, look good in front of other people and stuff. Those are things that I don't think that some of us like think about but obviously it happens and we don't really think about it but like it's true i mean a lot of us like can relate to you know wanting to buy all these cool clothes and wanting to look good and wanting to show off like i feel like that's like a lot of our generation like society nowadays is you know wanting to like get all of these things that you know benefit us and um you know that's kind of what i talked about before of kind of conforming to this world and you know, us people, like, we've we've been living in this world, so, like, we don't really think of, like, what eternal life will look like. We, you know, we forget that, like, Jesus is coming someday, and, like, that this world is not our life. Like, heaven is our eternal life, and, like, this earth is not our forever life. So I think just, like, also realizing that with, like, if you find yourself getting caught in, you know, one of these three sins, if it has to do with, like, materialistic things, of just, I guess, reminding yourself, like, 
you know, why am I getting this? Why am I doing this? And like I said, I think it's okay. Like if you want to spoil yourself or whatever, I think it's just um, the way that you go about it. And it's really just like your heart. Like obviously if you love the Lord and you're not like worshiping your car or whatever, like I think that that's okay, but uh, it definitely comes to a certain extent. And I would definitely have to do a little bit more research on, I guess, would God even want us to have those things? Um, I could definitely like try to do a podcast on that in the future, but um, I would probably have to talk to like a pastor and just like get more research on it. Um, I just think it's definitely in the heart and just like knowing that, you know, we're going to struggle with these things, but just remembering where our heart is at at the end of the day, I think is the most important thing. And so um, I want to talk about exactly how the devil tempted Adam and Eve in Genesis because this is exactly what is happening now. And I'm going to also talk about how the devil um, tempted Jesus. So um, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, it says, When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. Literally, that just named all three of the sins that I was just talking about. It's, you know, it's good for food. It tastes good. You know, that's the lust of the flesh. And then it's pleasant to the eyes. You know, it looks good. It's, you know, that's the lust of the eyes. And then it's desirable for gaining wisdom. Makes me look good. Pride of life. Like, the fact that the devil literally tempted Adam and Eve with this all the way back in Genesis. And then it talks about it in 1 John chapter 2 where it talks about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He literally did that to them in Genesis, guys. Like, the devil, like, yeah, he's, like, smart, whatever. He tries to do his own thing, and, you know, he's definitely really clever with the things that he does, but I'm not trying to, like, give him praise, but, like, he definitely, like, he knows where to get us, guys. Like, he did it to Adam and Eve, and it's crazy because, like, he threw those three things at them, and obviously, like, Eve, like, wow, like, that's something that opened her eyes, like, I didn't even know that, like, that could even be a thing, you know, of, like, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, like, the pride of life, like, he threw all those things at her, making it seem like, you know, it's, like, the best thing ever, like, and that's literally what the devil does, is tries to get in our head, makes us feel like, um, he can even do this with, like, materialistic things, too, and, like, sin, like, and just sin in general, whatever it is, just try to make you feel like, you know, it's, you want it, like, it's gonna make life just so much better for you, you know, and we'll just, like, get in your head, and it's just crazy, like, the things that he tempts us with, like, I feel like that could be, like, a whole nother episode one day, um, just hearing from you guys of, like, the things that people are tempted with on a daily basis that we all are tempted with, um, and so talking about these three types of sins, I want us to see, um, in Matthew 4, Jesus actually got tempted, you guys, um, I don't know if, um, if you've heard of these verses before in Matthew 4, but, um, it's talking about when um, Jesus was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights um, in the wilderness and the devil actually tempted him three times, which is crazy because it's literally all three of the um, the sins that I was talking about. That's, you know, in Genesis and in from 1 John. And um, I wanted to read it to you guys because it's so crazy, like what the devil did and the way that Jesus like came back at the devil was powerful. Like this is something that we can all take notes on of you know, how we can uh, come at the devil, like when he attacks us with these sins and stuff, just like um, how Jesus did. I think Jesus is obviously an amazing example for us because he didn't sin. He was perfect. Like, 
And so looking back at his journey, I think it's super important for us because we could definitely take notes and, um, you know, like those bracelets that say, what would Jesus do? Like, that's definitely something that we should all, I mean, don't think that like you're going to ever be perfect and be like on Jesus's level because that's never going to happen, you guys. But definitely like looking at him and looking at, you know, the authority that they had, you know, using scripture, he always like would throw that at Satan, like right away, he would throw scripture at him and like the devil would flee. Like, so just knowing our authority. And I talked about this in the last episode, the spiritual warfare of um, knowing your authority that you have in Jesus. And you can literally attack anything that the devil throws at you. Like you can accomplish it. You can, you can get him to flee and not attack you anymore. Just remembering the authority that you have. And so I wanted to talk about the first temptation that um, the devil did to Jesus in Matthew 4. It says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. This is crazy, you guys. Like The fact that Jesus was hungry, he was starving, like, and the devil's trying to... Um, literally tempt him just like the fruit of the garden for adam and eve he's saying it looks good it tastes good he's telling him you know if you're hungry and you're the son of god you know tell these stones to become bread and literally jesus's answer was it is written man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god so like right away he said it is written through the scripture right at satan i thought that was so crazy how he literally tempted him with bread, just like how he tempted Adam and Eve with the fruit in the garden. And then um, in the second temptation, um, same chapter, Matthew 4, picking up in verse 5, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. A stone. So basically he's saying, throw yourself down because he's throwing, literally Satan's throwing scripture at Jesus saying, if you throw yourself down, like in the air, in the sky, then the angels will, you know, come and they'll lift you up. So he's literally tempting him, telling him like, okay, let's see, like, what is, you know, what does that look like? Like, that's the pride of life. Like, it will make you look really good. Like, if Jesus got caught up with the angels. Like, he's literally tempting him with the pride of life. Making it seem like, you know, it's going to make him look good. Like, you're if you're the son of God. Like, if you're the son of God. Like, I think that's just so... You know, Satan, he's just ridiculous with his wording. But, like, that's just so crazy. Like, and then Jesus answered, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. I love this, you guys. Like, the fact that... Jesus was like, do not test God, like, because the devil's literally telling him, like, throw yourself just so he could, like, see the angels come towards him. And, like, that's, you know, like, what he did when Jesus was, like, on the cross. Um, They were telling him when, like, Pontius Pilate and all of them, when they were, like, crucifying Jesus, they were just like, well, then, like, come down, like, protect yourself. Like, that's all pride. Like, they wanted Jesus to, you know, be this, like, big macho guy. Like, yeah, I'm the son of God. Like, be this, like, you know, guy that's like above everybody, but Jesus literally humbled himself. He came, like God sent his only son to come down, you guys, like to literally humble himself as a human, like just like us wanted, they they literally wanted Jesus to 
be prideful and make himself look good. And I just love how he says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. That's so powerful. And then the third temptation, Matthew 4, we're picking up in verse 8. It says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Literally, that's the lust of the eyes, you guys. He's trying to literally tell Jesus, if you worship me, if you bow down to me, like I will literally, he's, he brought him up to this very high mountain. Obviously, I'm sure it was beautiful there, telling him you can have all the kingdom of the world. You can literally have everything if you bow down and worship me. Literally, the lust of the eyes, trying to tempt Jesus of, you know, what it would look like to bow down to, to Satan, giving him all the kingdoms of the world. That's I mean, going back to First John, you guys, talking about do not love the world and anything in this world. I mean, that's crazy because it literally goes back to these verses of Satan literally trying to, you know, tempt Jesus of, you know, the lust of the eyes, telling him that he'll give him everything if he bows down and worship him. And then I love Jesus's reply to this first temptation. He said, and then he said, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord, your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. That is amazing. Like, I love that Jesus said away from me, Satan. I talked about this in my last episode, you guys, of, you know, knowing your authority of telling Satan, like, get behind me, like. I think it's just, it makes me laugh because it's seriously so funny. Like the devil like literally thinks that he has authority over your lives. You guys like that. That's literally what he wants is he wants to bring us down. He wants us to suffer with him. Doesn't want us to, you know, have that eternal life with God. Like he knows that God is real. He knows that Jesus is real. He just wants people to not put their faith in God, put their faith in this world and forget that we do have that eternal life. Forget about, you know, he wants us to forget about God and just be like so obsessed with the world, everything that's, you know, all the cool things that are happening. I mean, really, like there's so many crazy things that are happening, you guys, like all the things that are like coming out of um, like Elon Musk and like, um, I think Jeff Bezos and like all the I mean, I'm putting like my fingers up, like with quotes, the cool things, like things of like um, them wanting to put like the brain stuff and like wanting to like get in our minds. And like they think that it's going to be like super cool for all of us. And then like, you know, the automatic, like the cars driving itself, like all of these things, you guys, like these are literally all lost of the eyes. Like the devil literally wants us to be attached to all these things and, you know, not focus on God and, you know, worship all of these things, love all of these things. And like I said, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it, like getting a Tesla or whatever, getting a nice car, getting a big house. Like I said, I think it's your heart that's behind it. Um, But it's just funny how he literally tempted him with the lust of the eyes. And he literally said, away from me, Satan. Um, Just remember that if you're tempted by these three sins, you guys, remember to use scripture. Like, Go back to this, um, Matthew chapter four, and read how the devil tempted Jesus three times, you guys, because it's super powerful. And Satan literally will flee. Like the fact that it said the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Like that relates to us too, you guys. The devil will flee. And that's not just for Jesus, because Jesus was you know, our savior, that's not just for him to say away from me, Satan and giving and throwing scriptures at Satan. Like that's for us too. You guys, we have to include that in our daily life too. 
And then I wanted to share this other verse with you guys. It's from 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. It says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from our unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. So ultimately, you guys, like we all sin. None of us are perfect. And I kind of want to talk for a second about confessing your sins. Um, in like a lot of today's um, like churches and all the churches that have formed. Um, I used to be Catholic, so I remember um, that the priest like you would have to confess your sins. Um, and, and I don't think that like that's something that like you have to do. Um, I did my own research on, you know, confessing your sins and all the scriptures that I found, like it doesn't exactly say that you have to confess it um, to a priest or anybody that, you know, is higher up in the church or anything. Like it literally um, just says to, you know, confess your sins to God. Um, another verse does say, you know, you can confess your sins to one another. Um, I think that's the beauty of having relationship and fellowship with people is, you know, not in a way of coming at, um, like sharing your sins with somebody obviously like that's super vulnerable like telling people your sins and stuff obviously that's very vulnerable and um you know it's very like fragile for us and when it says in the bible like confess your sins to one another i think that's you know relating to just relationship with one another and loving each other and being there for each other um obviously i know it's like it's really hard to open up to people like if you're struggling with a specific sin like obviously you want to have the right people in your life you want to be able to feel protected like you want to be able to share your sins with people that are going to lift you up not going to you know condemn you and throw a stone at you like make you feel bad about it of just more of you know a spiritual of being there for you and encouraging you letting you know that god has grace god loves you and you know repenting and just being there for you throughout that it's not really to i think condemn it's just really to talk to one another but confessing your sins to god too um that's just like in your daily life you guys just talking to him i think it's just super important to um include that in our daily conversations with him and then um, another scripture I wanted to share. Sorry, guys. I know I'm sharing a lot of scripture with you guys. But really, though, like, this is where I get, like, all my information from, you guys. And I know, like, a lot of people have been struggling with trying to figure out, like, how to read the Bible. Like, where do they start? So I really hope that this is encouraging for you guys um, to, like, go back and read these chapters. Um, read these books um, to just, like, learn more. I think that's definitely a step. I think the Bible, you know, we can all get really overwhelmed and we're like, oh my gosh, like, where do I start with reading the Bible? Um, I think really just like, if you're listening to this podcast and like, you're finding yourself wanting to read the Bible more, you guys, maybe just start out by like reading, um, when I put in the description, when I put down all the verses that I talked about, just like go back and, um, you know, read those chapters. I know that you've already read it because I read it to you, but I'm telling you, like, I've read the same scriptures a million times, and every time I read it again, it always speaks to me in a different way. So I would definitely recommend doing that if, you know, you wanting to start reading the Bible more of, um, you know, even if you see, like, a, a verse on um, Instagram or something, and you're like, oh, I love this verse, like, it really just encouraged me for the day. Go back and, like, read that book. Go back and read that chapter. If you're not, like, a big reader, obviously some of the books in the Bible are, like, really long. But just go back and, like, read that chapter. And most of the stuff are not really that long. 
Um, and you can just like go back and just reread a little bit where that, you know, encouraging verse came from. And so I wanted to share 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Um, You will be tempted, but no temptation is too much to handle. We just have to use our authority and not be deceived. Um, Obviously, like, God is with us, guys. Like, he knows things before we do. Like, he knows how everything plays out. So just remembering that no temptation, no sin is too much for you to handle or too much for God to handle. And just remembering the authority that you have when you are tempted. And then another verse I wanted to share was 1 John chapter 1, verses, uh, verse 9. It says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And I love this verse. Again, I know I already read this, but I wanted to kind of give a little bit more in-depth on it. Um, like your daily talks with God on you know, where you're at with life and everything in general. Um confessing really is just having a conversation with God, you know, being vulnerable, being honest. Um, God already knows everything, guys. But by you coming to him, you know, that builds the relationship with him. It shows that you trust him. And ultimately, like, that's literally what God wants from us, you guys. Like, take away the whole Christian word. Like, Jesus came... You know, there was so much like religion back then. Like Jesus had to come because people were so focused on the law and, you know, persecuting each other. And like they forgot like about God's grace. And so, you know, Jesus had to come to remind us that you guys, that he died for our sins. And, um, you know, just talk to him. You know, God, I'm really struggling with this. Like, just give me strength in this, blah, blah, blah. Like just stuff like that. That's conversations when you're having um, with God. That's. Um, what you mean by, you know, confessing your sins to him, telling him about your sins. Like, he wants to hear it, you guys. It's ultimately a relationship, and it just shows that you're trusting him, and, you know, he'll be able to be there for you. Obviously, he's always there for you, but God is a gentleman. Like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna, you know, push you and want to, like, beg for your love. Like, do any of us want to do that? I mean, honestly, I don't want to sit here and have to beg somebody to want to love me and be friends with me or want to be close with me that's the same with god you guys like he's a gentleman that's why that's where the free will comes in and so building that relationship with him and talking to him about your sins like that's so powerful and then i wanted to read um this verse two out of isaiah 53 5 it says but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our inequities The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Jesus died for our sins, even though we he never sinned, you guys. You know, God sent his son to die for us so that we can have that eternal life. I mean, going back to John 3:16, that verse is so powerful. Like I remember reading that as a kid, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that he who Sorry, I came and talked. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You guys, Jesus died for us. And this is where the grace comes in. Um, The next uh, part two next week, I definitely want to touch more on grace. Um, I think this episode was definitely more focused on, you know, the different types of sin and how we can, you know, try to overcome them with scripture and 
looking at what Jesus did. Um, but remembering, guys, like, Jesus died for us. Like, I'm just going to reread Isaiah 53, 5 because it's so powerful. Like, remind yourself this, you guys. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. I love that. And then I wanted to share um, this other Bible verse, um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and that is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. You guys, it's not about what you do. It's not about going to church every Sunday. It's not about crossing stuff off your list, you guys. Like, our grace is a gift from God. Like, we are saved by faith, um, you know, through faith. We're saved with grace. It's a gift of God. Like, it's not by works. Like, we are, we get this grace automatically. We don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. You don't need to be a pastor. You don't need to be a priest. You don't need to have a podcast. Like, we all have this grace, you guys. So just reminding ourselves, like, we're all going to sin. We have that grace that God gives us. He loves us, you guys. And then I wanted to kind of close out and talk about um, repenting. Um, So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um, repentance, but it's, um, I wanted to share, I got this off of um, Christianity.com. So shout out to them for helping me with my research and my notes. And so I wanted to share, um, it says, I was reading on their website and it says, in the Old Testament, two Hebrew words help us understand repentance. The first is the word, hopefully I'm saying this right, nakam, nakam, which means to turn around or to change the mind. The second is the word sub. It is used over 600 times in the Old Testament and is translated by words as turn, return, seek, restore. You see it very often in phrases like to turn to the Lord with all your heart. When you come to the New Testament, there is one word you need to know. The Greek word metanoia. You guys, I don't know how to speak Greek, but hopefully I said that right. Which literally means to change the mind. Repentance fundamentally means to change your mind about something. It has to do with the way you think about something. You've been thinking one way, but now you think the opposite way. That's repentance, the changing of the mind. So really, repent is a perfect description of what happens when you come to Christ. You no longer reject Christ, but now you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. You do a spiritual about face, which is turn change, which in turn changes everything. I don't know if you guys know what about face means, but um, it's like a military turn to like completely um, turn around. And so when I read this on their website, I was like, wow, like that's so awesome because um, the Bible talks a lot about repenting. Um, in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And so, you know, repenting is just something that, you know, will change your mind, like you're turning away from it. Um that definitely comes with time too. Like I remember when I first got saved, um, I wasn't like, I was still sinning and stuff. And it definitely comes with time of you like repenting and turning away and knowing that, wow, like I don't want to do that anymore. I want to change my mind and not do that anymore. 
And um, to close us out, I want to talk a little bit about grace. Um, going into next week's um, episode, part two of this, I want you guys to ultimately rest on this verse that I'm going to read to you guys. Um, but the definition of grace, I really wanted to look that up and share that with you guys. It's the state of kindness and favor towards someone. So obviously, like, it's God that gives grace. And it's same with us in our lives, like giving other people grace. And I wanted to read Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. It says, Then he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. God is gracious. Graciousness is not something that he puts on and takes off depending on the situation. He is always gracious. He does not decide to show us grace. Rather, it is just who he is because he is gracious. He demonstrates grace in everything he does. I really want you and I to both rest on this today of knowing that his grace is already there. He doesn't take it and bring it back on different occasions and only brings it when you talk to him and you pray and stuff. Like the grace is always there, you guys. And so I really want us to rest on that today of knowing that the compassion and grace of God, he's slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. You guys, Jesus loves us so much. Like the grace that he gives us is so powerful. And so I don't want this episode to be like, you know, making anybody feel bad about their sins. Um, Obviously, you know, God convicts us each in our own way. Um, You know, and if you're feeling convicted in a sin, like, please reach out to me. Like, I want to be there for you guys. Um, You know, I was telling Parker the other day that I just like would love to just be there for you guys. Like, in just any way that I can, like mentorship, friend, friend wise, leader, like I don't really care like what that looks like. I really just truly want that friendship with you guys. I want to be there for you guys. Um, you know, if you can't really figure out who in your life that, you know, you want to talk about your sins with, if you're feeling convicted about a specific sin that, you know, is taking over you and you really want to stop, like, I mean, I would love for you guys to trust me and reach out to me. Like, I want to be there for you guys. Like, I promise, like, I would never share that with anybody. It would stay between the two of us. But I'd love to be there for you guys. And, you know, vice versa, same with myself. Like, I'm struggling with sins as well. And so um, if you're feeling convicted from this episode, obviously conviction is good. I mean, it's from the Lord. And, you know, but don't let it be convict in, uh, in a convictive way of being sin conscious, like how I talked about in the beginning of, always thinking about not sinning and always thinking about your sin because that's exactly where the devil wants to come in you guys is trying to make you feel bad about the sins trying to make you you know think that god doesn't love you and think that you're not good and you can't receive his love because that's not true okay that's exactly where the devil comes in and so i want to close us out in prayer of just the things that we've been struggling with and just ask god to give us um, his grace and just strength throughout um, just, you know, everything that we're all going through right now. And so, Father God, I just, I lift up my brothers and sisters, God, as well as myself, Lord. Lord, I just pray that we wouldn't be sin conscious, God, and that, of course, we want to feel convicted, Lord, of things that, you know, of sins you want to remove from our lives, God. But Just help us, Lord, to just remind us the grace that you have, God, and that we don't have to earn it, Lord, and it's already there, God. You love us, Jesus. You died for us, God. 
Let us not conform to this world, Jesus, where we love everything that comes from this world, God, but to just, you know, focus on you, Jesus, and just know that, you know, you're guiding us, God. You're giving us that grace on a daily basis and that you want to hear our sins, Lord. Let us bring our sins to you, Jesus, so that we can ultimately expand our relationship with you, Lord, and we can just get closer with you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we just ask that you give us strength and grace throughout this process of recognizing the sins that we have in our life, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity for me to just speak to my brothers and sisters, Lord, to build us up and to ultimately just have a better relationship with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, guys, that was so good. I'm so excited to hear what you guys think about this episode. Please, please reach out to me. Any concerns, questions, I promise I will get the answers for you guys. But stay tuned for next week's part two, talking a little bit more about grace and just God's love. And so stay tuned for next week's episode. I love you guys. Have an amazing weekend and God bless.